Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by Matthias Hoffian. Now, this is a really cool episode because I have never interviewed anybody from Germany. I've interviewed people um, from Canada, the U.S., a few other uh, countries, and England. That's that's pretty much it. Actually, I've interviewed somebody from Zimbabwe, but this is the first person I've interviewed from Germany. Uh, Matthias is a fantastic guy. He is awesome to talk to, um, and we'll get into how we met in the show. And I just wanted to to say, though, make sure you check out his podcast, The Forgotten History Podcast. There will be a link to it in the show notes of this episode. He really, really works hard to to study for the show and to make sure that he's providing people with interesting content. Um, and he, he just does a fantastic job. So uh, with that said, please enjoy this conversation. And remember that more important than listening to this podcast or really, you know, doing anything else is to listen to the people in your life. If you listen intently to those around you, I promise it'll change the world. Matthias Hoffian, welcome to My Wax Museum. Yeah, well, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, so like I mentioned, we always start off with how we know each other. So if you want, uh, do you want to fill in the audience on, on how we got in touch and how we met? Ah uh, yes, uh, it's it's not the most exciting story, but it's it's, it's quite a modern story at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, our or at least my podcast host um, got this uh, program where they it's yeah you could say it's like Tinder for podcasters <laughs> uh, minus the swiping. And uh, I saw his show, uh, the the People of Home podcast, or your show rather. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I liked the idea, and I really wanted to for an interview and then we basically did this and uh yeah appears to be we were at least somewhat sympathetic to each other yeah yeah well i uh <laughs> i i really enjoyed being on your show um ah yeah thank and you and i i thought you know you did such a good job at interviewing me that i was like well okay now i have to interview him um and i oh, really well. i i enjoyed our conversation and like getting to know you um as well kind of around the interview we had a little bit of a chat and and so I thought, you know what, I gotta have Matthias on on my show, because um, the conversation. Well, yeah, I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so okay, <laughs> so I because of this, because of our uh, through the internet meeting, and really just a couple weeks ago, I think I don't, yeah, I don't really like... know you or know anything about you. Um, yeah, and so. So why don't you fill us in? Uh, where are you? Where are you from originally, and kind of what was it like uh, growing up for you? Um, so I'm from the from the from Germany, uh, as you might have already heard. Um, I'm from from the the, the city of Bottrop, uh, which is uh, a pretty industrial town. So uh, it's it's in the west of Germany, in the in the Ruhr Valley, and uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 not the most magnificent of towns in the world. Uh, rather because um, it's, yeah, as I said, industrial town. It was actually the last town in Germany where they actually, um, yeah, mi- were mining for coal up until December last year, I think. So, yeah, uh, it, you, you can imagine that. Uh, my father, who uh, grew up there as well, 
hmm. always said uh, back in his day, the the he he always thought that snow was black because of the uh, coal transports uh, that went through uh, through the city, and uh, basically, uh, yeah, the the dust always always colored the snow black. So really, uh, uh, it's not as terrible anymore uh, but yeah. it's still like an industrial industrial town uh, industrial city rather like 120,000 people um yeah well i've done a pretty normal uh, way through school uh always been a little bit of a history geek which is of course not the most popular thing mm-hmm. to be um but yeah uh, never the uh child that actually like going out a <laughs> little bit of a, of a bookworm if, if, if you like mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I think my early life was was pretty normal by any extent so um yeah hmm. <laughs> I wish I could tell you some some exciting story but uh, well, well there, maybe there, there, we'll there, find uh, one um, yeah hopefully, hopefully so so okay so was the snow was the snow like blackened like that only for your dad's childhood, or did you ever see anything like no, that? No, no, no. Uh, of course, it's not the cleanest one, and uh, mm-hmm. in, in like northwestern or western Germany, uh, winters usually like yeah, it's eight degrees Celsius and raining, and 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 foggy and cloudy. Uh, so, mm. yeah, snow was actually uh, every year we had snow was actually a special year, which is uh, for someone coming from Canada probably. Yeah, <laughs> a little different. Yeah, yeah, but um, now I live in Munich. Um, I I met my girlfriend here, and I moved here for for studying. And we, uh, yeah, she always uh, laughed when we were at, at my at my place uh, over the winter. And uh, yeah, she always laughed at the at the at the other at the young children uh, she saw, which were like playing in the two to three centimeters of snow when in her home village, which is a little bit south of Munich, uh, there's like, yeah, usually like 30 centimeters of snow. Really? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's a little pathetic uh, where I come from. Huh, and so, okay, so um, Munich gets a lot more snow, I guess, than, than where yeah. you're from. Yeah, um, and yeah. And what, what do you think of the snow? Like, do you, do you like having a lot more of it or is it kind of like, oh, I wish I could be back home where we have very little ah well uh i actually uh detest the cold really i'm I'm, I'm not a person for cold uh so like yeah 40 degrees outside uh or um or whatever like like even even more uh, when i was on malta for example uh never a problem but like anything below yeah six seven five six degrees uh is actually really really pain for me i don't know why but i don't really function if it's cold so um when i was when i was uh, in the army back then and i I came to munich uh, over here and uh, i I arrived at night and it had like minus 16 degrees outside and i've never been to any place where it had like minus 16 degrees (laughs) it was actually absolutely (laughs) terrible Really? I hated it. My car froze from the inside, which was something I've never experienced before. So, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Not, not my thing, really. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should come visit me sometime in the winter, and and uh, you'll have a great time. I'm sure. <laughs> um, um, I've I've been to I've been to uh, Canada and and I've been to Calgary in mm-hmm. in the uh, in fall in yeah. September, I think it was. Okay. Uh, last year, so yeah, that was like. It, it, it the weather was really great actually so yeah. 
I'm, yeah, it, I'm pretty sure you know better than I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really not too bad. And then about November to to March is kind of a toss up. Like anything could happen. Um, even October. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're you're lucky that you came in September. <laughs> That's a lot better time. Yeah, sounds like a good idea for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So you you mentioned uh, being in the army. Um, yes. So why, uh, like? How old were you when you joined the army and like, what was like, uh, why, why did you join the army? What was it like? Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that has a lot of reasons. Uh, well, it's maybe a bit of patriotism, like not mm-hmm. the stupid kind. Uh, yeah. I'm not a nationalist or something. Uh, plus it's, uh, actually quite a good job. It's, it's a safe job at least. So okay. concerning uh, the, uh, not of course the, the danger to yourself, but like uh, it's, it's a pretty firm position, so you don't get fired easily. Right. And, um, yeah, back in the day, uh, so I was 17 when I joined, so the United okay. Nations would actually have listed me, listed me as a child soldier, but it's like possible to go to the, the, the Bundeswehr, Bundeswehr, the German army. Uh, after your A-levels or pretty much after school and I finished school a year early because I went to school a year early. Okay. And um, my, yeah, so my parents kind of had to sign, which was a little embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, um, and back in the day, or they still do it, um, you could could study at the Armed Forces University either in Munich or in uh, in Hamburg. Mm. Hamburg. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I chose... uh, Economic sciences, uh, like like a combination of, of a little bit of law, uh, a little bit of uh, economic sciences and stuff, and that really wasn't my my deal, I must mm-hmm. say. So I decided to go for the reserves. Uh, so I'm I'm a reserves officer now, and uh, yeah, I left the army after a little more than four years. Okay. Oh yeah, it's almost almost exactly four years. So um, yeah, now and- I'm. Now I'm a civ- now I'm a not a civilian but a reservist. Okay, and so I like I'm not totally familiar with how the military works in any country, um, mm-hmm. but in in Germany, what was what was your training like? What was that experience? Um, quite a great experience actually. Um, yeah. I've been. Uh, yeah, so for for officer candidates, it's like six months basic training in uh, either the area north of Hanover or somewhere down in Franconia and Bavaria. Uh, so I've been to the to the north, and afterwards it's um, it's like an, an English course in the probably most terrible city of all, uh, Ida Oberstein in 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 uh, in the in yeah, Palat- Rhineland Palatinate, so southwest west southwest. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, officer school is in Dresden, which is like pretty cool. Dresden is, is is a pretty nice city. So, if you ever have a chance to come to Germany, you should probably visit Dresden. Okay. Um and uh, yeah, so I'm an I was an artilleryman, so yeah. I had to go to Ida Oberstein again for three months of like uh, as a, as a sergeant in the in, in an actual battalion uh, with like a little command, a very little command. Uh, mm. So uh, and afterwards it was university, which I cut off a little. So then it's it's Dresden three months again, months again, and then another year of this terrible, terrible town because it's the artillery school there, and that's like where you get trained in your respective uh, yeah weapon system. 
and uh, yeah, in, the, in 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 during this, I kind of messed up my knee, so I had to go, uh, had to leave this training, and uh, then I went to the armed forces, yeah, uh, human resources office, pretty much, in in, in Cologne, and okay. I spent like a few months there, and yeah, <laughs> then I left, and uh, during the university days in Munich, uh, I met my girlfriend, and yeah. As I already said, I moved here. Yeah. And so uh, you got to see like a lot of the country then. Um, oh, yes. Act- yeah, absolutely. Sounds awesome. Um, and and so we'll we'll get to more of your time in Munich. But first, I'm curious. You said Dresden. Is that how I say yes. it? And um, yeah, uh, in, in Saxony, Dresden. In, in, uh, I, I, I think you, you pronounce it Dresden in English. In English. Okay. So, yeah. And and it's you said it was really cool. Sorry. Like, what's cool about it? Uh yeah, maybe not politically, um, because it's one of the more right-wing cities of Germany. So yeah, uh, okay. no, depending on where you stay on that, but uh, it's it's a pretty old city. It has always been the the capital of Saxony, which was one of the major German states during the period uh, of yeah German before German statehood, before the German Empire. Okay, and uh, it's it's. Yeah, culturally pretty interesting. So you have the 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 Frauenkirche, uh, which was rebuilt after the Second World War, and the Semperoper, which is like one of the probably the most fancy German or best known German opera house. And I'm a great fan of the opera. Um, and yeah, in general, it's 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 uh, its architecture has been restored very well after the Second World War. And uh, if you're a history geek, um, it's. Uh, it, it's it's pretty interesting to just take a walk through the city. So, um, and of course, uh, directly next to the officer school is the German military history history museum. Uh, so the the biggest one, which is actually funded by the armed forces, and that's pretty good too. So I always had the chance to just yeah walk like two hundred meters and always visit this great museum. Hmm. So yeah, Dresden Dresden was a great time actually. Plus the um, the uh, the officer school itself was a pretty uh, great, great thing too, because of tactics, military history, all the stuff that's lit- quite interesting about this, about yeah, this job. That Sorry. is really cool. That sounds like just just an all around awesome experience. Um, yeah, indeed. And then, and then, so why? Because um, because you met your girlfriend, uh, and I guess that's yeah. a good reason to go to Munich. Um, but yeah, like, absolutely. What else kind of took you to Munich? Um, yeah, well, we after it was rather clear with, uh, which that I wouldn't stay in the armed forces for like fourteen to fifteen years, which was planned in the beginning. Um, I was uh, yeah moved from Munich, so my girlfriend and I basically had like one and a half years of uh, of a long distance relationship. I mean, it's only 600 kilometers, which in Canadian measurements is probably not that much, but in German measurements is like half the country. Yeah. And um, so we looked for different cities to go. Uh, so Potsdam, uh, south of Berlin, was was uh, available, um, and uh, and maybe maybe Freiburg, which is really nice in the southwest, the the most sunny location of all Germany. Hmm. Most uh, the so the city with the with the most sun, and uh, yeah, so uh, we had a flat available over here, 
and uh, we could basically move in here. And uh, the University of Munich is really great, so it's like one of the best universities of the country, and okay. especially for for political sciences, which is my main subject. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was not too difficult a choice, really. We hmm. decided on Munich because her family is close to here. And right. uh, my hometown and the area, the universities are okay, but it's not like this fancy as, as the Ludwig Maximilians Universität in, in Munich. Okay. And then, so, um, so you chose to go with Munich largely because of the school, it sounds like, and the proximity to your girlfriend's family as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, why, I guess... Uh, I guess, why study political science and history? We know that, like, you're obviously interested in it, but uh, where do you yeah. want to go with it? <laughs> um, so I've been a member of the German Social Democratic Party for, a f let me let me think, four years, four and a half years. Okay. Uh, so, so pretty much when I joined the army. And, um, yeah, I've, I've always been interested in politics. And... Uh, not to say that I'm majorly interested in a political career because that's, of course, bound to, yeah, being a pretty active party member, which at least at the moment I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm a little lazy at, at times uh, concerning that. But, um, yeah, the, the, the subject is absolutely fascinating. Um, and I think that uh, concerning especially foreign politics and uh, and political theory, so like political philosophy, I think there's always uh, a certain demand for people to do that, uh, even though it's not as apparent because, of, co uh, of course, if I if I had been a better, better mathematician, I would probably have done like engineering, which is mm -hmm. probably the most German, German thing to do. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I think that that is especially in the field of foreign politics, there's going to be some changes in the future, and I would very much like to research that, maybe influence it. I don't know. That's to be determined. Yeah. So um, with foreign pol or with yeah with foreign policy um, mm -hmm. and and politics, what what would you see yourself potentially doing in that sphere? Uh, so there's like the holy grail of German uh, political scientists, at least the uh, foreign relations, international theory people, which is uh, the, the German government basically uh, lets you do this program where you become a German United Nations officer. So you basically uh, become a member of the German delegation to the United uh, Nations or the European Union. Hmm. Um, that would be, of course, awesome. Although, yeah, founding a family on, on, on that basis is, of course, always a little bit different, uh, difficult. Um, obviously, there's, if I'm like, if I really excel at my studies, which remains to be, uh, to be determined, mm -hmm. um, is uh, there's always the option of going to the, the Auswärtigsamt, the, the, the German yeah, uh, foreign ministry. Uh, okay. Which, which, of course, is, is one of the fanciest jobs you can get. At least in the German in in, in German public service, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much focused on on joining the public service. I'm I'm not that much interested in in working for any kind of political. Um, I don't know the word uh, stuff like McKinsey. I'm I'm not really into that. I'm um, I'm I'm just 
concentrating at the moment, at least mentally, on, on doing something for the state again. Hmm. And and why? Like, why do you want to do that? I think it's the best way to actually affect people's lives posit- positively hmm. and uh, do something for this. Yeah, maybe it's a constructed term, but to do something for the for the greater good with like right. little. Uh, yeah, it's it, it sounds cheesy, but I'm 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 an idealist sometimes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so well, I think that's great. I I mean, obviously, um, obviously, you're somebody who loves your country and and uh, and the people within it, and and want to look Most for ways them. to serve them. <laughs> Most of them. I mean, it's yeah. hard to love everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But so what? I guess. Hmm, let me think of how to how to phrase this um what would be the the big thing uh that you would want to help people with specifically uh in in a service uh or in a public service career that's a good idea that's that's a really good question i mean um the i'm 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 a staunch uh pan-European, so I'm, I'm, I'm a great fan of the European Union, not in its current state, but rather an expanded one. So, Euro, I, I, don't, I don't know the English word, it's, it's Euro, Europeanization is, is one of the big topics for me. Okay. So that would be uh, a major subject. Of course, maybe foreign relations, maybe not as foreign relations officer, so like a diplomat, um, but, uh, but, but like working for, for an embassy, um sounds like one thing i might imagine doing although it's of course pretty early to determine that um or maybe working for the uh, german it's called the verfassungsschutz so it's it's basically like a counterterrorism agency in germany that mostly focuses on political crime like uh, extreme left extreme right and religious extremists uh i could imagine doing that but that's of course yeah, it, it's always had got this little aftertaste if you, if you talk about it because there's been some major uh, problems with this service. So hmm. maybe doing something about that would be what I would like to do. But that that's, of course, the far future. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like a big challenge too. It is, yeah, um, absolutely. And so obviously you're not afraid of, of challenge. Um is there, or maybe you're afraid of it, but you're, you know, you take it on anyways. <laughs> um, but is is there like a a time you remember when you when you felt particularly challenged and you had to and you had to overcome that? Well, the first thing that would come to my mind is after the apparent failure uh, of my of my studies. So yeah, it it wasn't really a failure. I kind of cut it short, but. Of course, uh, my parents weren't happy. Uh, my girlfriend wasn't happy. Her parents were, weren't happy, which mm-hmm. is not too interesting, uh, and, and not too uh, not too hard to believe, at least. Um, so, yeah, back in the day, I wasn't really sure what 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 I was about to do. Uh, maybe just like uh, prolong my service in the armed forces until I know what to do, which wasn't really. An option because yeah well without the studies and then this time is over and now I'm and then I'd be like yeah 26 which is 
pretty late to start studying again. At least concern. At least that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So thinking of what to do because of of course studying only history or only political sciences is not the most attractive study if you really want to uh, get a good well-paying job and and have a family and whatever so yeah it was like this 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 void you had to fill basically with, with in in which uh have, not having a plan was like the, the biggest catastrophe and of mm-hmm. course which are uh, um, yeah kind of as a honorable mention uh the 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 long distance relationship which was really terrible i was like um driving 600 kilom- kilometers in my car every weekend so wow. one uh, one way and then 600 kilometers to, uh, back uh, on sunday evening which of you course is a little of a strain almost yeah sometimes Holy i cow. when i was in cologne Cologne is pretty close to my home, so sometimes I went to Cologne uh, from Cologne back to my hometown. But mostly, I drove to to back to Munich, uh, which is romantic, but it was at times uh, really, really exhausting. At least the driving itself, the the commute, the the yeah. very long commute. Wow! Yeah, holy cow! That would be a challenge. And then so. Um moving moving to munich and um now you're back in school again um mm-hmm. was that kind of that that's how you um got through that and resolved resolved that oh yeah it was it was it was really cathartic um yeah i mean the the obvious downside is that i don't see my family too often uh we stay in contact uh concerning uh, yeah we 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 talk a lot on the phone and of course, in in modern days, there's Skype, there's WhatsApp, whatever, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was really cathartic. Uh, I finally had like uh, something to do again, like preparing for my studies. I moved here last year in July, first of July, pretty much. So um, yeah, it, it it was something new. I finally could end my uh, this this state of limbo, pretty much, which I which I had lived in for one and a half years. So. Now I'm yeah back on track. At least I, it feels like it. Hmm. That's great. I mean, if, if hopefully, hopefully you are back on track and you don't just feel like <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So, uh, so now now you're back in school, and you mentioned to me that school starts next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, by the time this this goes out is posted, it'll be two weeks ago that school started oh, for you. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so I'm recording a little bit ahead here and, and things mm-hmm. might change. Um, but how, how is Germany and how is your school specifically dealing with the whole, uh, COVID-19 thing? Oh, uh, yeah, that's, um, a subject of a lot of, a subject of a lot of ridicule because, um, we are going to do this at least at the start of the semester. It's probably, it's going a hundred percent online. Okay. Uh, so uh, how exactly is still to be determined i'm pretty sure that like every course will have a different approach to it so there's no like centralized version right um history courses will be a little bit difficult at least some of them because uh there's a lot of discussion involved especially right. uh, the, in some of the political science courses uh, as well probably i mean you 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 probably know that you you're you're yeah. doing it 
yourself pretty much yeah um so yeah um my main problem especially concerning the podcast as well is that the university library and the big library of munich the bavarian state library is um or are closed okay so yeah i mean i'm pretty sure that that will resolve itself in the yeah. during the next few weeks but yeah it's still pretty much to be determined right i'm right. not entirely sure how yeah. how well this will work because some of the professors i've had a course last year about the uh history of eastern middle europe so poland czechoslovakia and hungary between the world wars mm-hmm. and the professor was awesome he was like this really friendly guy he was rather old he was um the the, the presentation itself was great but he had some problems getting his laptop started and opening <laughs> powerpoint and the powerpoint was like a little subpar yeah but he was this this really great guy and not really sure how he for example is going to make it mm-hmm. um yeah but he's but he's he's awesome so in case you should ever listen to this uh please professor don't don't be mad at me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've had a few professors who who've had subpar powerpoints as well um yeah and and it's going to be it's going to be a challenge just to just to get things up and moving uh with with all that's going on especially online um mm-hmm. Yeah, I know at, at my school where I'm studying, we've had some classes that have had to be canceled because they have like a practicum that goes with them where you go mm-hmm. into a yep. school and teach with them. And mm-hmm. um, and obviously all the schools are closed, so you can't do that, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be interesting for everybody. Um, and so kind of... Uh, moving moving away from that because I don't want to spend the whole time talking about uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. Everybody else is, it's is depressing doing that enough, enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, move, moving on from there, uh, how much school do you have left? Like, what's your expectation of being done? Oh wow! Uh, so, as I said, I only started last year in October, so this is right. like the first semester of my bachelor's degree. Okay. So there's like four more to go and then there's like four i guess i think um of 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 my master's degree probably in political sciences uh so yeah i'm probably going to be done all over in 2025 or six yeah so that's still a lot of time (laughs) yeah yeah something to look forward to yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, I'm I'm currently enjoying studying very much. I'm enjoying yeah. doing what I like, uh, like as well politically as as uh, as uh, historically very much. And uh, I enjoy meeting new people. I found new friends over here, obviously. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's that's a good thing, and I mm-hmm. hope uh, that it will last for some time at least. Uh, and I found a, I found a student's job, so money is not that much of an issue at the moment. Right, right. So Which is I hope a huge relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is absolutely. Um. So, so then in your studies, um, you you're obviously big into history. We've mentioned your podcast kind of in passing a couple times here. 
why mm-hmm. don't we dive a little bit into that? Uh, when did oh, yeah. when did you start your <laughs> podcast, and why don't you tell everybody what it's called and where to find it? Oh yes, so it's called the Forgotten, uh, the Forgotten History Podcast. So there's like this little, uh, I don't I know the word. This little line, it's, yeah, yeah, in between. So uh, as I write down the episodes, my English is a lot better in that. I hope so. It's at least grammatically correct, and it's not so much stuttering and not knowing words. You're um, great English, so don't like really uh, don't worry about it. Well, we we Germans usually are a little bit self-conscious about our accents, so, <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, it's it it deals the first two seasons at least deal with the, well the first three, a deal with uh, lesser known people of history. So the first one deals with a Prussian field marshal during the Napoleonic era. Uh, so basically, his life from from his early life back up to his death. The second one deals with the uh, father of JFK, uh, Joseph Patrick Kennedy Sr. Um, uh, his life, his pseudo-political career, his in, uh, industrial financial career, his uh, career as an ambassador, up to the career of his sons and his death, which is probably the most logical solution. And uh, the third season, which I currently have on hold because I as I said, can't access the library, um, deals with Salvador Allende, who was the yeah socialist president of Chile up to 1973. So that one is still a work in progress, but on hold for at least a few months, I think, or mm. one month to two months. Uh, currently, I'm doing one, uh, like a mini-series on the Armenian genocide, uh, which pretty much the first episode came out last Friday. Uh, so the background and, and, and stuff. Uh, concerning the question when I started and why I started, uh, mm-hmm. that's funny because I was, um, it was back in the army days, of course. So it's like two and a half years ago. Um, okay. The, uh, the evenings were quite boring. So I had a roommate for the first year, uh, which was uh, quite exhilarating. He was, he's an awesome guy. We, we still chat a lot. He's probably going to come visit me next time. And uh, d- during the next year, um, at least if he can visit me, but that's a different topic. Um, he uh, and when he was gone, I was really bored because I spent all my evenings alone mo- mostly. And uh, I've decided, yeah, well, I listen to a lot of history podcasts, uh, especially like by Mike Duncan or the the History of China podcast. And this kind inspired me to to have a like somewhat sensible pastime. And yeah, I just dug up a topic I liked and started recording. And yeah, <laughs> that's how yeah. I got there. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, it's 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 not the greatest origin story. I think I I wasn't I wasn't a huge scholar back then who wanted to educate people in as much as he really really knew well about any subject. So I kind of did all the research like I would do research for for a college paper now and yeah I think it I like it at least whether you like it remains <laughs> remains uh, for you to decide so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I I enjoyed it I I've listened to a couple episodes um, mm-hmm. particularly about the um, I, I forget what his name is the gentleman from Chile 
Um, uh, Allende, yes. Allende, yeah. Um, and you do like a ton, a ton of research. Like it's very clear that you put a lot of effort in, into the show, uh, which I think, you know, turns out in a great product. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so you spend a lot of time, you must, uh, uh, studying um yeah what like because for me i enjoy history and i like learning about history but every time i read i fall asleep like consistently i will i will pick up a book i will read and uh within you know 15 20 minutes i'm asleep um oh so okay. so how do you like <laughs> how much reading do you do for for these shows how much uh preparation do you spend um Ooh. getting getting ready for it that depends, uh, especially on how I do these episodes. Uh, so, for example, for the first season, I did a lot of the research, so basically most of the research um, beforehand, before I recorded the episodes, and um, and uh, yeah, basically uh, not did it during the the um, the episode itself or during the production itself. Um, that was easier, but of course more time consuming. But back in the day, I pretty much had the time. Um, for the second season, it was a little different. I kind of jumped from from pretty much episode to episode, which I liked more because you you can shift your focus a little better. Um, and that's kind of where I left. And uh, with third season, I decided that concerning uh, yeah, a little bit training for university, I uh, started to do research like. It's 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 a real paper. So I have like uh, a, a file filled with quotes, and I make correct footnoting and and stuff and so on. So it's uh, I mean I've I've done the research before, but I never used like footnoting and 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 making like a, a full college paper basically for every episode. So that takes a lot of time, and I'm usually like I'd say time per episode for research alone would be like 35 to 40 hours maybe wow. so yeah yeah it's a lot uh, i mean depend depending on the subject if it's like yeah. a very coherent topic like the uh, like like a biography it's easier if it's a vast topic like the armenian genocide it's of course there's so mm -hmm. many books on that on that like i'm after the first few days of, of, of starting research for the last episode, I was at 31 books and some some articles. So there's an amazing amount of literature found uh, to be found. And yeah, I think wow. with 35 to 40 hours, I'm I'm on the lower end of the spectrum because I think the the History of Spain podcast, which I can really really recommend, it's it's great. Um, he he does a, he does longer episodes and he does a lot more research. So there's always this chance to do more, but especially like during the semester and now, uh, and, and 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 back in the yeah, pretty much during the semester, as I said, uh, it's it's really hard for me to find the time. So the the last season kind of stopped rather properly, um, which I'm really sorry about, but it wasn't really possible because the university was something new for me. Um, I'm probably going. As I'm, I'm, I'm rather sure I will be able to continue this season through the next week. So I at least can end the Armenian genocide season, and then hopefully take up the Allende season again. 
So yeah, it's it's going to be a little a little challenge, but I guess I'm up to. I'm I, I'm rather sure I'm up to it. Wow, that is awesome. That is, I mean, that's so much effort um, to to put into this show, um, and and just like a really cool. I don't know, like I for for this show, I sit down with with my friends and I just chat with you guys and uh, and just ask you questions. It's so little preparation, uh, so I'm really impressed with with the amount of effort that you put into your show. Um, how I guess uh, going going forward, because I'm assuming you're going to keep doing the show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, are, I have no intention of stopping it. Yes. Yeah, and so so what's kind of uh, you mentioned a little bit about balancing it with with school. What do you think yeah. that you're going to end up doing um, to make sure that you can continue to produce the show, um, but at the same time, like focus on your studies and you know get good grades? Yeah, um, that's a big topic. I'm. Yeah, it's. It, it, I wish I, I would have really found the golden way, the, the golden ticket, pretty much. To, uh, to to go so I think uh, I have I have a good friend I met during studies he is a little interested in maybe doing that himself so maybe he's he's, he's going to help me I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that yet but he sounds rather interested um, but concerning these studies I did quite a lot more than I had to in the first semester so the next semesters are going to be pretty relaxed at least uh, concerning the 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 hours of of, of uh, I actually have to attend university. Um, the new job, of course, takes a lot of time, but that's like on on very uh, yeah I, I can I can schedule that perfectly. So the weekends, for example, are I I never have to do something for for university for uh, my job on the weekends or something. Mm-hmm. So I have the weekends for me and and my girlfriend, obviously. Um, so we are. I'm I'm probably going to put most of the work into the weekends, and uh, yeah, I hope that I will find a helping hand. So, if anybody who listens is really interested in starting a history podcast or maybe starting to help out with an his, his, uh, with a history podcast, uh, feel free <laughs> to hit me up. I'm always interested in in collaborating or working together with someone. Someone. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm. I'm confident I'll manage this time at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and and it seems like it's really a passion for you. So I, I imagine oh, yeah. that you'll you'll find a way to to make it work. Um, Hopefully, yeah. that that's fantastic. Um, what, I, out of curiosity, what mm-hmm. are some of the coolest things that you've learned uh, while studying for the show? Phew, um, that's a good question. I have to I have to think about it a little. Um, probably the entire story of of Daddy Kennedy, pretty much, uh, as an ambassador to the to the United Kingdom during the or before the and up to yeah up to the Blitz, pretty much, as an ambassador to the United Kingdom. He's it it's it's such an awesome story, and there's there's one really awesome biography of him uh, which really details a lot on this story 
Um, the most shocking thing I've learned is probably that <laughs> um, Joseph, uh, John F. Kennedy had a sister. He had several sisters. But this one sister who had a little bit of a mental issue during to a birth defect. And he decided to pretty much lobotomize her. Really? Um, yeah. So she... Uh, ironically, she was the Kennedy sister to survive the longest. I think up to two, 2005, maybe even. Oh, wow. So she survived most of the other Kennedys. Um, yeah, which is a little ironic, but that shocked me to the core, really. I've never heard about yeah. it before. And, and then during researching, I found it really early because, of course, it's it's always a huge, something like that. It's always a huge topic. And yeah, uh, yeah I <laughs> I kind of fell off my stool a little. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. Um, I also don't, I mean, I go to school in the U.S., but I don't really study the, you know, all the mm -hmm. personal details of, of these families and stuff. Um, yeah. That That is really interesting, actually. Um, and then so uh, kind of leaving school and, you know, if, if you get into, you know, the career paths of your choice, um, mm -hmm. what... What do you hope, uh, I guess, to to be remembered for? Whether it's whether it's by your family, loved ones, or mm -hmm. or I mean, the world in general. If you're so fortunate as to be the topic of some history podcast someday yourself, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's a really great question because that's something that that matters to me a lot. I'm. A little scared of just basically living my life and then being forgotten afterwards like after one generation maybe uh, or, or two um so i mean of course you're always remembered for something by your family so being loving father being being a good father being uh, giving your children the best education possible is of course something that which is immensely important to me but mm -hmm. i would really like to leave a mark on this world uh for the better obviously so uh, I hope to not have a genocide under my belt at the end of my life, which I'm rather positive I won't. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I'm, I really hope that I can do something that brings together the people of Europe, especially maybe in, in turn the people of the world, which would be like the achievement I would prefer to uh to to start uh to 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 show at the end to, to have to show at the end of my life hmm. that would be great it's it's yeah it's again it's, it sounds so cheesy but yeah well <laughs> but it's true right what are you gonna do mm -hmm. uh, what awesome. i'm what, uh concretely uh well uh that's that's hard to say <sighs> yeah i i guess uh i mean obviously everybody wants to be remembered for for mm -hmm. good things yeah um but i think it's fantastic that that you have um some sort of purpose and intention that you that you feel um to for yourself to fulfill um these goals and stuff um mm -hmm. so with that uh thank you very much for joining me today well you're very welcome well, uh, thank you for inviting me and thank you for listening not just to this podcast, which I certainly do appreciate, but also for listening intently to the people 
around you. I know that it can be hard to listen to people and to spend time with people in the hustle and bustle as we go around in our lives, but spending time listening to the people that we know, spending time listening to the people that we see on the street, that we see at work, at school, or hanging out with friends, listening to them is what really matters. Right now, while we're in the midst of this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 crisis, a lot of us are having more and more opportunity to listen to the people around us. And I hope that you take that opportunity. So again, thank you for listening, not just to the show, but to the people around you. Mecco.